Welcome to Nightlife 24-7. Are you ready to talk about sex? No, let's talk about relationships. Or is it time to talk about dating taboos? It's on your mind. So let's talk about it. On Nightlife 24-7. back everybody and uh happy friday as we want to say uh hopefully you got plans for the weekends and if you don't hey hell just kick your feet up and don't do anything sometimes that's the best fridays and saturdays you can have i can't say that uh every weekend i tend to clean and uh, straighten up and get the house ready for the next week but Getting back, it's, this is Mac from Nightlife 24-7 and my girl Jones in over there, Miss Sweets. Sweet Jones Alright, so we're going to continue our topic, 420 and sex. You know, we were discussing that on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to finish it up and talk about it today here on Friday. And I just want to say, for all of you that are tuning in, got your bud in your hand. Don't forget to puff, puff, pass. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay? So we're going to start it off. I actually was reading the article. I actually have the article here with me. It's six reasons why sex is better on 420. And this is by a dude named Anthony Francisco uh, from the Leaf Line. All right? He starts off by saying, haters love to say that weed is a gateway drug. It's not. That's, it's super addictive. It's not. And that it ruins your life. It doesn't. Weed really is a beautiful thing. It gets you high and makes you feel amazing. And yet you never get a hangover like you do when you drink. Anthony, speak the truth, my brother. Anthony, I like you wherever you are in your life right now. One, marijuana cannot be a gateway drug. My mother was a crack addict. Never did weed before in her life. So that means people do what they want what to do. Period. And have you ever seen a weed baby? <laughs> well, seen crack babies. Well, I've um, seen a bunch of weed babies. Alcohol induced babies. True, but I've seen weed babies. But like they're babies with baby mamas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's different. I'm Talk just saying. Medically diagnosed nah, marijuana influence. No, no, no. So nah. that's nothing we see. I used to work NICU. Never seen it before. Um, we've seen more babies that was addicted to nicotine from True. the cigarette smoking. Right. When they come out, they have the shapes and all that other stuff. But there are no marijuana babies. There are no marijuana overdoses. There, you're not eating people. You're not, you're not running up the street but naked. So I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling this guy so far. Right. I, I mean, really he, feeling this guy. So I mean, he, he put it down. He, I mean, he was just straight up honest about it. You know. Um, he says, you know, by now most people are wondering how marijuana can make your sex better. We can help you achieve 
awesome orgasm. three women have a problem but with CB1 uh, the brain receptors are affected when we smoke marijuana when this receptor is activated we get Randy baby we get Randy so I, I gotta admit he's really really putting it out there uh, with a lot of nice facts so to me that makes a lot of sense and I, I I can't even argue with the guy. I mean, he's, he's putting it down there. He says, um, the CB receptors seem to be involved in improved uh, tactile sensations and general euphoria. I can agree with that. I, I, I cannot argue with him one bit on that. Um, as I stated when we were discussing this on Wednesday, I've been with young ladies that when we did smoke in my earlier days, um, I can't even lie. It was a whole different sensation to her going down on me or when she's licking and kissing my nipples or when she's rubbing her nails across my back. You know, it's a whole different type of sensation and euphoria. What do you, what do you say on that one, sweet? I agree. And it gets people to open up to trying new things without being so catastrophic about it. Right, because right. women, when it comes to trying new things and sex, it's always like, oh my God, I was not mentally prepared to try this. But because your senses are heightened physically, um, but your conscience is lowered in reference to the worry, the stress, right. um, looking at things from a negative angle. Right. So women are a lot more willing to do different, try different things. I, mind is open. I mean, I wish there were a lot of women I could have got to just try it once. Cause I, I won't lie, I, I dated some snooty women um, in my early stages. I really, really did. I, I mean, don't pull my hair. Oh, don't sweat on me while we're having sex. Oh, don't, 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 don't move me like this. Don't. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I did, and I'm just saying if she they didn't need no dick like just put it down put your little bonnet on and and call it a day that's what it was I, maybe you're right i don't know but i i just can't sit and lie to you i've met and have dated some women that are very very um for lack of a better word stuck up and i mean i've dated women who never never in their life masturbated never touched their own self and that that to me just blew my mind because i'm like if you don't know your body and how to satisfy yourself how are you going to tell someone else what to touch you or what to do and how when to satisfy it, you when it comes to the masturbation thing um i think that's different because i didn't masturbate until recently oh, okay. probably within the last four years 
but when you're in a consistent relationship and you have sex on a regular basis, the need to feel like you have to masturbate isn't there because you have someone else that's doing that for you. You got somebody else that's touching you, licking you, sucking you, you know, so that alone. But what about when he's, what he's, yeah, that's what I'm finna say, that that alone time he's at work, he's on a trip. But that alone time, you're still fulfilled. So it's not a necessity. All right, I got you. Because the first time that I masturbated, um, he was on a work trip for like two weeks. And that was like the very first time that, you know, I pulled Come on, the you, were, you out. weren't fulfilled for two weeks? <laughs> well, it was just that, that what was the, the hangover effect. Gotcha. It's like, he's been gone for three days. I'm still thinking about the last no episode of sex and and i got a little aroused i called him we had phone sex and that was our first time having phone sex too and we were already in our relationship for like four years but not everybody masturbates because if you're sexually satisfied and you have someone to do it for you it's not necessary okay don't worry folks we're going to come back to those two subjects um on another show, phone sex, masturbation. Oh, believe me, we're even going to cover sexting. So don't worry, we're going to get there. Now, my boy also says that weed increases sexual stamina. Now, we, we were both going back and forth with this one on Wednesday because one person said it decreases. The young lady who I article it, I quoted from said it, it decreases. Depends, it depends on the person because if you're a guy... And you're a minute man. Technically, what is it going to decrease to? Nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Same thing with a woman. You get some of these women that tap out as soon as she comes. Oh yes, yeah, she yeah. comes that first time and she taps out. She taps out. So she does. If it decreases to <coughs> her, that means she doesn't have anything because she didn't start with much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I feel that. If he's a minute man, he's just gonna be a minute man. Exactly, regardless okay. whether he's under the influence or not. If 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 he's got endurance and stamina, and he's putting it down for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, I think he's still gonna be in that same range. I just think his senses are gonna be more heightened. Well, with my guy, um, our average episode two hours, two and a half hours, under the influence. I can say he was a little more conscious of time with me. Well, I remember you. I remember you saying a few times with him things slowed down, though. Yeah, but things with him slowed down in reference to him getting his work done, cooking. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Out running the errands. Okay, but not no but not when it came to sex. Okay. But when we did come to sex, he was more aware of me. Gotcha. And how I was feeling, it's like, oh, is we in this position too long? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so that helped. And our two and a half, two hour time frame, it did get down to hour and 40 minutes. But that was because he was paying more attention to my body. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know? All right. So it made him more aware of my physical needs. All right. Um... He goes on to say here, weed makes um, orgasms more intense. And I agree with him. I agree. I agree. We can't even discuss that. We've discussed it multiple times. Uh, He says, and I love number four here. I love number four. Weed 
is good for relationships? It depends. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were talking about you were talking about we groupies. Yes. On Wednesday. That's what I was about to say. Some women. I'm gonna say lean more on women because there are more male drug dealers than there are females. But some women are literally in these relationships for free weed. Okay. They're weed heads. They're in these relationships for free weed. So it's not helping the relationship. They're looking at you just like they look at any other hookup. I just get some. So in other words, you're just a source. I just I get some dick and I get mad free weed. I don't have to buy weed. So now, if I'm not buying weed, I can buy my weed. I can buy my nails. I can buy other things. Gotcha. Because I'm not doing that. But in a, in a strong relationship, when you have two people that have been together and maybe now they're adventuring into the marijuana thing, some marijuana makes people paranoid. Some marijuana makes people hungry. Um, so some put them like, to sleep. Yes. Yeah, some some relax them to sleep. So I think it goes back to the kind of compatibility factor. Whereas I'm a daily smoker. My ex dude, he wasn't a daily smoker. Right. He only smoked when he had a hard day at work, his back was hurting, or, um, you know, he was working on a challenging project for his job. Understood. And it brought him down to a more relaxed mode, and we enjoyed more intimacy. Okay. So that helps. But it goes back to the chemical structure because some people can smoke marijuana and they are paranoid like a mug. Well, I mean, I want to have sex with you and you are paranoid for what? Is somebody at the door? Is the dogs barking? <laughs> What's that? I heard that. What? Yes, you didn't hear that? You like didn't hear some that? Some people get paranoid. Oh, I know. I, I, I'm with someone who was like that. I will never call her name because of But he says, you know, here, couples who smoke together are couples who fight the least. He says, it appears that uh, the, the marijuana is the key ingredient to having a happy, healthy relationship with your partner. And he said, according to the Daily Mail, the use of weed in relationship is actually linked to lower rates of domestic violence. If two individuals are THC compatible, I would agree. One, because... Well, his thing came from the Washington Post. When you're smoking, first off, if you have a habit and you're smoking, because that's another thing, there is a difference between a habit and a hobby, okay? But if you have a habit, it's a problem because people buy weed to get high before, you know, they take care of, you know, their other responsibilities. Understood. But when there's a couple and they're smoking together and it's just a hobby, something that we enjoy doing, we spend time with each other, we like the personalities that it elevates, then I can see that being a good thing. Okay. Because now all of our responsibilities are taken care of. We smoking, playing Madden, or watching a movie, or you know, something just like that. Just laying back chilling. Just, just hanging out. So therefore, conversations are not that much because you're more giggling and laughing at something. Instead of in in depth futuristic responsible conversations that everybody don't want right now. I, I so see. I can definitely see marijuana helping keeping relationships together, decreasing fighting and arguing, and people actually getting along. Well, I, I was just stating here, you know, they did uh, according to the Washington Post, the University of Buffalo studied six hundred couples 
uh, going back as far as 1996 and found that couples who smoke weed really do fight less. I agree. I fought less. I'm not from Buffalo either. <laughs> All right, so if you're just tuning in, this is Mac. Um, with Nightlife 24-7. I'm sitting here talking with my girl, uh, Sweets. And I, I know y'all may be asking, well, where is uh, Trini girl? But she had other obligations uh, this week. So she's not with us. Uh, but I promise you, I promise you, she'll be back next week for us, uh, for you guys who, who uh, started following her. Because I, I noticed on Facebook, she's starting to get a nice little following. Mostly a family and friends, so but she she's out this week. Uh, let's continue here. Continue now. I, he also stated weed is an aphrodisiac. What do you think on that? Sweet, do you consider weed an aphrodisiac? Yes, some weed are aphrodisiacs. You have the sativas and the indicas, but I do know there are two particular strains that I'm not smoking unless I'm home. Because, especially hash. Hash is definitely aphrodisiac. Oh my um, God, yes. Try that in Germany. Well, the first time I tried hash, I was in Ontario for Cabana. And I'm telling you, everything I looked at was fine as hell. Like, I don't know what it was. That was so weird. I was like, remember that movie, um, Shallow How? Yes. That's how I was. Like everything looked good. The fat, bit, the fat woman. You know, you got some nice calves, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that ugly dude. You, you, your voice is amazing. Like everything was attractive in some kind of way. That is so weird. I had, I had the same effect when I was in Germany and I tried it for the first <laughs> time. I was everything was so cool with everybody. Yep, everybody was amazing. Everybody was awesome. <laughs> I think we need to bring back the hippie culture. <laughs> no joke. Hippie culture and marijuana is world peace. That's it. Love, not war. Listen, my three philosophies, good sex, marijuana, and music can solve all the problems in the world. Well, at least damn sure get you on the road to, to solve them. That's a good deposit to change all the problems in the world. Okay, well, we're going to so, move yes, on with that. Marijuana is definitely an aphrodisiac, and it gives you like a, 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 a yin-yang compass of peace. Well, you know what, Sweet? You are, in my opinion, more of a um, connoisseur. And uh, I forgot what the, uh, they call the, the, the people who do the wines, and they taste them, and they can tell you, oh, it's fruity, it's, it's got mm -hmm. a nutty flavor. Sommeliers, that's what it is, sommeliers. Yes. Okay, that's what you are when it comes to weed, in my opinion. So, why don't you go over a couple of the strands that are out there that are up on the screen, too, because we pulled up a bunch. She said she didn't know that they had a flow chart okay, so <laughs> for weed. You guys, we're looking at leafly.com. There's an actual periodic table. And for those who don't know what a periodic table is, Google it. But there's a periodic table for different strains of marijuana. It gives you the name of the strain, the periodic acronym, and uh, whether or not it's a sativa or an indica. 
So just a couple of randoms that I personally like. Um, I got into my marijuana connoisseurism. <laughs> Traveling and people collect cups and mugs and shot glasses and I just want to eat and smoke weed around the world. That is my goal in life. Wow. So, let's see here. Now everyone, everyone's familiar with the OG strands of marijuana. True, so true. let's start there. One of my favorites is the Wonder Woman OG, and I know I saw it on this list. Yeah. So the Wonder Woman OG Kush is an indica. And again, sometimes it's going to slow people down, but for individuals that already have neurological issues, psychological issues, it will actually bring them up. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. Explain to those people who may not know what the two different types are, indica and the other. So that way they'll understand. Well, you have sativas and indica, mm -hmm. and, and one is an upper and one is a lower. Okay. So one can heighten your um, your your senses um, and give you more speed. It gives you a lot more organizational skills. Um, it keeps you awake, and you have more energy. And the other one kind of turns down the mind for those of us that have anxiety um, and we're always busy, our brains can't get a break, um, and we have sleeping issues and disorders, then you will use the other brand, the okay. other strain, because it calms you down, it brings you into focus of a lot of, of the things that's going on in your life. Well, I appreciate it, and thank you, thank you, because you know, some of us are not fluent in that language, so I, I wanted them to make sure, but please continue. So let's take a review here of our Wonder Woman OG Kush. And no, this was not out after the movie, I've been smoking <laughs> this for years. So as an overview here, Leafly has that the strain attributes, their characteristics. One, the main attribute is relaxation. You do get sleepy and arousal and it looks like approximately 73%, a little tingly down there, and it's very uplifting to the spirit, mm. which is good. I now, always did like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman comes in three different flavors. You have the menthol, the citrus, and the woody. And in reference to some reviews, let's take a giggle here. I probably mind the woody. Let's take a giggle here. So, there's an individual online, again, we're at leafly.com, by the name of Ocean7026, says, perfect buzz, almost intensely took away my headache, instantly took away my headache and back pain, very relaxing, it smells like great, it smells great, and it feels like summer. <laughs> What's the last time you smoked a strain of marijuana that felt like a, your favorite season? Shorty felt real good. That's some good shit. Shorty felt really good. That so the Wonder Woman shit. definitely has great reviews. Um, it's aromatic and it's an aphrodisiac. So that in itself is great. We have a couple of hybrids that I do like. Um, especially, now basically a hybrid is a cross strand of a sativa and an indica put together. But the ratio might be a little different according to um, who's breeding the plant. But you have the AK-47, which is the purple. And so it's that. a haze. And 
usually those are um, hydroponic, so that means it's grown underwater. And with this particular strain, it's indica dominant, but it does have sativa in it. It is purple. It's beautiful, beautiful in its color. And it smells fruity, like, um, like uh, fruity pebbles. Actually, it does. It smells like fruity pebbles, like, and grapes. So, let's see what we have You're here. You're getting it here from our weed The main attribute... <laughs> To purple AK-47 is number one, relaxation, euphoria, arousal, and you're definitely focused, 90% at focus. For those of you that have, you know, those heavy jobs with the stress and you got a stressful relationship, this one might definitely be for you. It takes tackles the two things that you need, relaxation, euphoria, and sex. Have at it. And you focus while you have having yes. sex? And you focus. <laughs> she gonna be so, alright. <laughs> with the flavors, um, the main attribute is that it is totally pungent because again, I stated it smells like a grape and uh, like a fruity cereal. It's very sweet and it also has like a pine aftertaste to it. So, Matt, what is your favorite strand of marijuana? Like I told you, I'm basically a virgin. I truly don't know. Um, when I was smoking weed um, with friends or family, they always provided it. I never purchased it, so I never knew. I just knew that, oh my we, God, we this knocked a, me out. There's a name for you. What's that? The spoiled smoker. You're an opportunist. How so? They that's, would bring it to me. That, that's exactly. You're the spoiled smoker. You oh, have wow. friends that smoke. You have friends with access to marijuana. Right. And when you're around these individuals, they offer you weed. So you don't have to find it. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to learn about, you know, where do I get this particular strain or brand from? Nope. Because you're spoiled because of the individuals that around you have access. Well, I wouldn't. How, how, okay, spoiled okay. Smoker. Okay, but how and can, that's actually a good thing. No, but I was going to say, how would I. Because I didn't go to them. They would always come to my house. And that's fine. They're still your friends. And yeah, they were still spoiled. friends and family. And they would be like, see, hey, you feel like smoking? The, I was like, the okay, difference yeah. between a spoiled smoker and a crab smoker is a spoiled smoker, the marijuana comes to them. I used to be a spoiled smoker. Oh, okay. All of my friends either grew weed or they were in relationship with someone that did grow weed or we all had weed cards. Gotcha. So they will leave the dispensary or they'll leave the farm, the yard, and they'll come hang out with me. And they're like, oh, my God, girl, try this. This one is great. Oh, we got a new strand. Try that. It's great. I didn't have to go anywhere to get the marijuana. Yeah, see, that's, yeah. You know, that's so you're my a friend. spoiled smoker. Because I had friends that would bring stuff in from California and, and New York. Exactly. And then you have the crab smoker. The crab smoker is the smoker that goes out and targets individuals with marijuana just so they can smoke for free. Are you serious? Yes, there are people that do that. They come over and hang out just because they just know you're going to be smoking. They, yes. Just like, have you ever been anywhere and you hear someone ask somebody for a cigarette? Yes. I, I don't smoke and that's, a, that's irritating to me. Right. And I don't so, even smoke. Just think about it. In a pack of cigarettes, I believe there's 20 cigarettes in a pack. The first thing a crab cigarette smoker says, hey, 
think I can get an extra cigarette? When the hell am I going to put 21 cigarettes in a pack, first of all? So, there's right. not going to be an extra one. Right. You just want a cigarette. But two, if you're a cigarette smoker and you have a habit, why don't you have your own? Because if this is what you do regularly, one cigarette just is not going to help you. Right. So, it's the same thing with craft weed. Wow. Just they, been educated. They hang out with people. Educated. Um, they invite themselves to functions. Um, if they see you smoking, all of a sudden you're like the best thing popping. Hey, Matt. Wow. Haven't seen you in a long time. What you got going on with yourself? Damn, man. That smell good. What you yeah. smoking on? Okay. Yeah, you're right. I, I know some people like that. Those are crap. I ain't seen them in years, but I know some people like that. They okay. do not buy marijuana. Marijuana does not come to them because they don't have friends that are part of their social circle. So they gravitate to people that smoke weed so they can smoke for free. Wow. All right. So this is Nightlife 24-7. If you're just tuning in, my girl Sweets here is explaining the periodical chart of weeds. Um... I'm Mac, and today's subject is 420 and sex. Does it help you perform better? Does it affect your performance? Does it actually cause problems with uh, pregnancy and fertility? We'll be getting to that in the next five minutes. I'm gonna let uh, Sweets get back to the periodical chart, and in the next five minutes, she's gonna be talking about that, and then we're gonna jump on pregnancy and fertility. So back to our periodic chart, again, um, we're going through the different strains of marijuana. Some are sativas and some are indica. Uh, one is an upper, which gives you more energy, gives you a little more focus, and one is a downer, and that kind of relaxes us, especially of us that's overboard with life and anxiety. So just going through a couple of different strains here, if you're not familiar with some of the popular ones, um, a few sativas. Killing Fields, which is, <laughs> that's great. Um, that's mostly found out west. Um, Sour Willie and Sour Diesel are also sativas. You have the Ultimate Trainwreck. Now, this is one I would like to touch on. Uh, I experienced smoking some of uh, the Ultimate Trainwreck probably three years ago in Colorado. We're having a good time. We're at a festival. The music is so loud. You can barely hear it. And I smoked this weed, and I was so focused. It was almost like everyone in the festival disappeared. It was just me and my friends. The music was clear. I enjoyed myself. This was definitely a great strain. Again, the ultimate train wreck. It is a sativa. And the main attribute, 100% euphoric. Okay, uplifting, energetic, talkative, arousal. Now, if that doesn't sound like festival weed, <laughs> that was definitely festival weed. It was right on time. The flavors come in uh, three mains. So you do have like a, uh, a sweet, but it's not a syrupy sweet. And it is pretty tropical. So it gives you that mango, pineapple type aftertaste to it, but it's also a little spicy to the aftertaste. So you definitely have to check that out. 
And just to run down a few more here on the indica side that are pretty dope. You have Danky Doodle, which is a indica, and the arousal factor is definitely there, and it's 100% relaxation. So let's take a look here. Gravity, gravity is good. Um, that's very fruity, and it is an aphrodisiac mouthfellas. So, gentlemen, when your weed man coming at you with swamp, make sure you ask for that gravity. And you don't really want to know why it's called gravity. Hence, you put it down, okay? Just let me know, you lay it down. It definitely helps increase that sex factor there. So we're gonna leave you guys with um, the link to the marijuana periodic table, leafly.com. And you hit strains and there's tons and tons of information there. So you can see what works for you, um, exactly what type of characteristics you're looking for to enhance your sexual pleasure. All right. I have to be honest. The brother has been truly, and I'm going to put it down the southern way, edumacated. I've been mm. straight edumacated right here. We done learned them. We, we done learned them. We done learned them. So, I'm going to bring up the subject. We're going to talk about five or six minutes, and then we're probably closing out the show, but... We want to talk about the effects of marijuana on pregnancy and fertility. It says here, does marijuana uh, impact ovulation? Now, this was written by a young lady, uh, Emma Kaywin May, uh, 2016. Um, she states that it does and that it's not for all women, but for some women it does affect them. You have to understand that marijuana does have some medical properties. So what's your opinion on that, Sweet? Yes, it does have medical properties. Um, but in a negative, it does have the option and opportunity to decrease the level of oxygen that is being provided to the baby. So you never want to smoke, period. Um, and that's not just smoking marijuana, but smoking cigarettes, being around a lot of carbon monoxide. Um, you know, even just the small things, barbecues, and you know, because the, the smoke decreases oxygen to the baby. But in reference to actual health issues, there has yet to be any proven, scientifically proven, health issues related to smoking marijuana in pregnancy. All right. Well, the next one, and this is the next one we got here. Does weed impact male reproductive? And um, based on a study that was done here, it states that um, the use of chronic, chronic use, the chronic use can impact testosterone levels, slows down sperm maturation, reduces sperm count and motility, and increase the number of sperms with abnormalities. Uh, abnormalities, I'm sorry. Um, however, in humans, the results are far more mixed. These studies were done with animals. So you heard me at the end, I stated, however, in humans, these results were mixed. Give me, give me your spill on that one there. According to WebMD, it only talks about lowering sperm count in males that were already less fertile keyword 
less individuals that already had issues, it does state that it's been proven um, clinically that it does lower sperm count for individuals that already had it. So, gentlemen, if your sperm is already popping, you don't have nothing to worry about. You are more likely to have decreased sperm count from drinking too much soda, especially Red Bull. Let me put that out there. Um, not to mention you're drinking bull sperm anyways. But and don't don't leave out alcohol. Yes, and alcohol. Alcohol definitely lowers the sperm count. Because you're mixing Red Bull it, and alcohol anyway. It, it, it has the diabetes effect. Alcohol is sugar on top of that. And then you mix the sugar with caffeine and taurine and all of these other things. So it does lower your sperm count when you have a healthy sperm. But back to marijuana, if you do not have healthy sperm to begin with, it can definitely affect it. But if you're a healthy brother, no effects at all. And, and, and that was going to be the next two things we talked about going down the list here with testosterone and sperm. But we've already covered it, basically. And, 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 it, and it, it states the same thing, that a person who was healthy stays basically healthy. Yep. But a person who had a low count, it it's definitely slower. it definitely added to that effect. So, I'm, I hey, I, so I'm, I'm going to argue with you on that one. You, so you got me there. Ladies, when you're going down your list of, you know, trying to find your future husband, the, the, the father of your children, make sure you ask him how much marijuana he smoked. <laughs> And when his left, when was the last time you got your sperm count tested? Because if he's already high, he don't have nothing to worry about. But if he got a low sperm count, the brother don't need to be smoking that much marijuana. Oh, gentlemen, 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 this is the one we don't ever want to talk about: erectile dysfunction. How does um, marijuana affect it? Now they say that marijuana can. Uh, uh, bring on the symptoms of erectile dysfunction. I personally believe that is not true for the simple fact that he is so relaxed, he can't get a heart on. That's why it is true. So, but he's not having erectile dysfunction. His frame of mind is in a different state. Exactly. That's not erectile dysfunction. Because on the other given day when he's not high, he can still get it up. But that's why it's called marijuana-induced okay. erectile I so, actually had a gentleman that came into the emergency room. He was probably 26, 27 years old. Uh -huh. And he really thought something was wrong with his penis. Because he said that he's trying to get it on with his girl. He couldn't keep his penis up. After about five or ten minutes of, you know, trying, she was frustrated. So he felt like maybe he could jack off, you know what I'm saying, to get right. himself right and aroused. And that didn't happen. He came to the emergency room. He was totally bummed out. He was freaked out. He was like, something's wrong with me. I'm too young for my penis not to work. And come find out. He had hit like three or four blunts back to back over the last couple hours. Had a couple of drinks, you know. So I, we explained it to him. Like, bro, you're high. You're just, you're just high. So when you're no longer high, then your penis isn't going to be that relaxed. I mean, some people, marijuana is a muscle relaxer. And that's your most confident muscle. Yeah, sure. So the next one we're going to discuss, can marijuana mess with fetal development? You know, as I said, a study published in the American Journal of Public Health 
with over 12,000 women who use marijuana during pregnancy found that the relationship between marijuana use during pregnancy had negative outcomes. They had low-weighted birth, premature birth, and birth malfunction. Uh, this wasn't statistically significant. In other words, while these issues did occur more frequently in marijuana using mothers, it didn't occur frequently enough to be statistically relevant. So, as we stated before, we really never have seen issues that were so prominent with marijuana that the medical uh, arena or medical environment just or went all medical. out and said, Stop. Yeah, don't do it. It's not the same as using meth. Meth is it's a totally different we'll effect. Kill you. Right. It's not the same as using uh, heroin, as they back used to say back in the day. Okay, or the same as real, using coke. Real quick interjection. So with this heroin outbreak that's going on right now, it's amazing how politics and the newspapers and and these political individuals are now creating support groups for heroin users because the heroin has reinvented itself and it's attacking Caucasian children between the ages of 16 to 34. So instead of them going to jail, they're putting them in rehab and putting but, them but, in hospitals. But wait, wait, wait. It's attacking the same amount of group that it was but 20, 30 I'm, years I'm, ago. I'm getting there. But oh, when these children are using marijuana and get caught with marijuana in that same age group, they send them to jail. So, if marijuana has been scientifically proven that it does not harm you or anyone else, how come there isn't a, a less punishable offense for marijuana when you have heroin addicts they're hurting themselves, they're killing themselves, they're killing each other in traffic and things. They're putting their newborn babies away, but they're only sending them to rehab and to get counseling because well, they're different. I, let me, may I? May I? Sure. Well, yeah. Um, in the black community, it is more financial prudent to fill our jails. Uh, but in the white community, and it's just my opinion, doesn't make it right or wrong. Fact. In the white community, we need to keep those rehabs up. And you know what? Yes, my son, Leroy, had an ounce of weed. But Johnny over here had some coke or some heroin. I'm just going to put him on community service, and he's going to rehab. Okay, if you feel that way about drugs, why can't my son, Leroy, uh, Leroy go over and get the same treatment? Why can't he go to rehab? Why can't he just get some community service for two years? Yep. But it's more financial prudent. It is. For, to yeah. us to put him in that boat. So, in, in, in saying that, we're going to be closing out. And don't don't get us wrong. We're, we're probably going to bring this subject up again at another time. Um, just wanted to say we appreciate everyone who listens to us. Uh, Sweets, go ahead and hit them with our sites. Nightlife 24-7 everywhere you go. So when you see it, show up. We got our Facebook and Twitter, Nightlife 24-7, and our Instagram, Nightlife 24-7, Nightlife underscore 24-7. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you hit us with some commentary. Let us know how you feel. Give us some questions. 
And we're definitely glad to interact with you guys. Alright, this is Mac and my girl Sweets. Jonesy. And uh, we'll see you next week when we're talking. Possibly, I believe our subject will be anal sex. Especially in the black community. How you feel about that? We at Nightlife 24-7 appreciate you, our listeners, who has an open mind and heart and are able to listen, learn, and discuss those issues that affect you and your partner. By discussing these issues, we hope to keep the lines of communication open to help inform you, our listeners, and our community. It's It's on on your mind, mind, so let's let's talk talk about about it on Nightlife 24-7.